0: You're listening to The Finch and the Pharaoh.
1: I will turn into Leafs Twitter wanting to fire my Babcock if they lose on Tuesday night. The
0: Finch and the Pharaoh. This is The Finch and the Pharaoh on Spirit Live. All right, welcome back to The Finch and the Pharaoh. Zach Finch here alongside me is Jackson Pharaoh, and we got a pretty packed show today. We're going to start off with the Leafs. They've had their troubles, lost losers of five straight games raptors a different story uh been playing fairly well had great defense on their western conference road trip specifically against lebron Kawhi, and damian lillard to mlb mlb awards season so we're going to talk about that the astros have a little something something going on in terms of sign stealing and we'll take a look at the nfl followed by our ryerson rams recap
1: but first voice guy take it away now it's time for the Finch of the Pharaoh's take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, thank you very much for that lovely uh, transition voice guy. Re- reliable as always, and you are more reliable than anybody on the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially yes, this weekend. The sky is falling in Leafland, Hack.
0: Yeah, it's not not pretty. The Leafs have not come out to play for what seems like a long time. Too long of a time. And yeah, in a honestly, skid right now. they now yeah, there's nothing. Really else to say they're in a skid and honestly, they're they're under the microscope right now. They are under the microscope because if they keep losing, you you know talking on this show how Leafland can get.
1: Oh, buddy, we are Leafland. I mean yes. I get crazy. You heard We're the, the embodiment intro.
0: of Leafland. Yes,
1: you heard the intro, I go crazy, I go stupid. It's it's not normal what I am all about when it comes to being a Leafs fan. But I think if you're a Leafs fan, you are going nuts right now too. How can you not be? This team had so many aspirations. Made so many moves, has spent so much money, taken so much risk, and what do we get? A weekend where they let Brad Marchand just control a whole game on Friday night. Talk about a Friday night that Marchand had later. But and then you hang out your rookie goalie to dry in Pittsburgh, right? And and all this amid talk that Babcock, you know, he might go, or why is Dubas still here? Dubas is selfish. Dubis has, <laughs> Dubis hasn't done anything. It's just I can't go on social media. I haven't. Um, look too much at it because I just can't.
0: No, to be honest, this weekend I haven't really been on social media in terms of Lucky in terms of sports. Yeah, quite the weekend to uh, to go AFK. But yes, I did take a peek this morning, and yeah, people are not upset, especially again back to back games against two teams that you would like to come out with a win. Big statement wins against Boston and Pittsburgh, or at least that's what they were looking at but unfortunately boston wins 4-2 on friday i believe and then on saturday night hockey night in canada pittsburgh just stomps over the toronto maple leafs 6-1 Stomps them and no excuses right like especially
1: in the pittsburgh game um both teams were injured both teams were on the second half of a back-to-back like it doesn't matter the excuses are over this steve dangle made a really good point this is this team right now is like the trolley in Saint-Denis in Red Dead Redemption 2. It is, and if you haven't played the game, basically it's... There's a mission where you get in a trolley in a city and the trolley just goes off the rails. And it just destroys the whole town. And that's what's happening right now with the Leafs. It's a great comparable. Um, to begin, let's start here. Two regulation wins in the last 15 games. Period. Yikes. That's the story. Um, I'm not sure That's how, one way to sum it up. Yeah, and you've got three guys earning 11+. plus. 11 million plus, I should say, on your team. And you've got a backup goalie crisis. You've got a horrible power play right now. You've got a penalty kill that is only good on the road. And, by the way, it wasn't very good on the road on Saturday.
0: No. And you talk about backup goaltending. How about... uh, Tough to pronounce, but... Kaskasuo. Kaskasuo. What a way to come into the league, man. The Leafs left him out to dry in his first ever start. Parents were in the audience, and... I don't want to say he had a horrible game, because I feel like no, it a, lo- wasn't his fault. a lot of... Well, he made, he made 32 saves. Yeah. That's nothing to... To sneeze at. Yeah, sure. exactly. And, you know, at least let him out to dry. We've yeah. talked before on the show about the defensive pairings, and I think... You know how they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? They do. Something's definitely broken. There is Something a Something is broken, and fixing <laughs> needs to be done. And I think that's the case for uh, Mike Babcock in the management side of the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Just quickly here, because we forgot, uh, we are live on Spirit Live web stream as well as Twitter today or Periscope. Um, So you can take a peek on both Zach and I retweeted it on our Twitters. Just look up either Zach Finch or Jackson Farrow. You can find it on our Twitters uh, to see our beautiful faces.
0: And or, in this case, not because we're showing our beautiful board right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: exactly. We're showing the beautiful Spirit Life Studio board. Anyways, you can watch us in a variety of ways now. We're really up in the ante here over here uh, at Finch and the Pharaoh Productions. Yes. Sir. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, I mean, what happened over the weekend is you have a team that, you know, when they say, like, oh, there's contenders and there's pretenders, right? They faced a couple contenders, and we figured out who the pretender was. Because we already knew who it was yeah. in the Leafs. I mean, there was one goal by Brad Marchand to start, I believe, to start the third period, maybe the second period, where... uh was to start the third period, yes. Marchand just gets the puck and just skates right by Morgan Riley, right by Cody Ceci, uh, and just kind of has all day to have a coffee, a newspaper, oh yeah, and to completely lay out Frederick Anderson
0: uh, and completely
1: embarrass the whole team at home on a Friday night.
0: Yeah, no, it's embarrassing. You said it perfectly. I think it's embarrassing. Uh, Leafs Nation shirt thinks it's embarrassing. And it all goes back to the same conversations we've been having. And to be honest, I don't really want to have them again. I'm sick and tired of talking about Mike Babcock, but I think people know what's going on with that. And so I want to look at something uh, different. Uh, Andrew Berkshire on Twitter had something pretty interesting to say. Mm -hmm. He said, and I quote, Freddie Anderson's all situations expected save percentage last season was 0.913 and this season it is 0.9174. Every game he's facing two fewer higher danger chances, two fewer passes to the slot and one less screenshot on net. And to wrap it up, he says the Leafs are better defensively. Yeah, they sure are. Uh, But
1: there's obviously two sides to that coin. And you can look at the Leafs' numbers, and, and it tells you a bit of a different story and how they can... They still have trouble keeping the puck out of their net. They still can't kill penalties right now, but, but yes, they are um, you know keeping less chances on Frederick Anderson, yet still losing games. Yeah, and and I mean, a, lot,
0: a lot has to do with the backup. Absolutely. The backup situation is yeah. becoming more and more of a front-page story.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of front-page stories with this yes. team. Honestly, I don't think we have to go too in-depth on either game because... It is what it is. They they looked awful. There's, like, We can't put lipstick on a pig here. Like They looked awful. They really didn't show us anything other than the fact that they look like a team that is lost at sea at the moment. And I don't want to say that the players have given up on the coach yet, because I think that's a lazy narrative.
0: But they might be. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? No one knows what's happening behind the yeah, closed doors. And
1: you know somebody yesterday and today just got destroyed. Like somebody got yelled at. Somebody got sat down in a chair in an office and got ridiculed for twenty minutes. Because this is this is inexcusable. You can't have this amount of money spent on this team, especially in the top quality that of talent that they're supposed to have, which they do have up front especially, and then go out and just basically take a dump at center ice for two games in a row.
0: Yeah. And Again, we talk about it. On paper, the Leafs should have all of the boxes checked. Talent, coaching, management. Should all be good. Ownership. But, exactly. It all looks pretty on paper. They but have a good goalie. They have a number one center, exactly. a two
1: center, a number one D, or number two D, but he could play number one. Yeah, and even guys highly. like Tyson
0: Berry, who happened to be minus four in the Pittsburgh game. Yeah, he's looked, he looks lost. He looks lost. But it does pose the question... Who's at fault? Is it the players, the coaches, or the management? Because there's a lot of stuff going down right now.
1: And I think that everybody in Leafland wants to point the finger at somebody. And everybody wants to say, oh, it's that, or it's that. No, 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 it's Dubas, it's Babcock. I think it's a combination. I think it's the fact that they kind of put themselves into a corner with the big money guys, had to sign them, had to pay them. And then when you pay them, you realize that you can only spend about $5.2 million on your bottom six. Not the greatest. Yeah, not the greatest. And so, then you get
0: guys like Spezza, who's right. game paid the league minimum who Babcock happens to Ooh, dislike.
1: Yeah, he hates him, benched him in on you know on the home opener in front of 30 of his friends and family. I mean, it's a but the coach is culpable in this situation too. Like he's had his own faults, right? He refuses to mess with the power play. He's changed the penalty kill slightly, mainly because of injury and Hyman returning. Uh, and nothing looks very good at the moment. He, you can make the argument, he hasn't handled a lot of players very well. I just, but then, okay, you could also look at the players and think, I mean, Austin Matthews was just gliding around out there the other night. Tavares Mm -hmm. doesn't have a whole lot going for him at the moment. Nylander looks lost. Johnson isn't doing much. Marner's injured. Barry is playing awful. So is CeCe. Yeah, Travis Dermott just returned. How much can you ask from him? Zach Hyman, is the only one
0: doing anything. And he's, he's the person supposed to give him a boost, which he has, but the whole team has failed him, which brings up a good point. I like how you said Leafs Nation wants to point fingers. Mm-hmm. And I think, as we've talked about before, all those fingers are being pointed at coaching and management. But I feel like a lot more fingers need to be pointed at the on-ice talent, on the on-ice product, just because at the end of the day, people aren't stepping up, when it matters, you talk about Matthews just gliding out there. Sometimes, mm-hmm. that's what you saw from a guy like Phil Kessel. Remember when he was in Toronto and he would just glide out there, and everyone would get pissed. It's but no one wants to do that to Matthews because, oh my God, could you imagine if the I, the face of the organization, I would say, is Matthews? And why would you want to point fingers at him? I think Least Nation is reluctant to do so. Yeah, and I think the management and the coaching is just you know getting the short end of the stick.
1: It's so funny how quickly this fan base changes, hey, in 20 games. Yeah. like, And I know Babcock took a lot of heat last playoffs as well, because, and he made a lot of mistakes, and we were hard on him on this show. I've been hard on him you know, in various media outlets, whether it's writing, audio, whatever. I've been very hard on him. And now you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, well, I don't want to point at Matthews because Matthews is the guy who they picked first overall, and he's the savior, and he's really good at hockey, and have you seen his shot? Tavares, we got him in free agency. We got Tavares. He finally came home, pajama boy. But with Babcock and Dubas, Babcock was also a key commodity as well. He was kind of the first wave of this new Leafs regime, other than Shanahan, where he came in and people were like, oh my god, we got Mike Babcock. He's going to take us to the promised land. That was the biggest
0: story of that time. And now you're looking at it. And now look at it, yeah.
1: You know, what, four coming into five years later? which it doesn't feel like that long, but all of a sudden, his his expiry date is ticking away. Dubis is no longer the really smart, you know, leading-edge, creative GM that everybody wants to have. He's now just some bum who doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't have the experience and this, that, and the other. It's it's awful discourse. <laughs> Do people actually
0: say that he doesn't have the experience? Yeah, Get so out I here. was, Get out I was
1: looking at the comments of a Tip of the Tower article today, that uh, Alex Taylor wrote about this whole situation and the comments were all saying Dubis thinks he's such a big deal and he's handing out all this money he has no idea what he's doing we should have kept Lou Lamarello. give it a rest go kidding? to bed do you, yeah. have are, you a job? are you kidding me do you have a job like what do you do f- for a living don't don't imagine if i went into your workplace and said you know what i don't like the way you do things you're not experienced we should have just kept the other guy and i have nothing
0: to do with your job i've never worked with you i've never been in your office i've never even been in your field right it's people jumping to conclusions, and I feel like with sports, if you yeah, want to get sociological about it, yeah, very, people are very passionate about No one's passionate about an accounting job, but people are passionate about sports. And everyone thinks that they know everything in sports, which we both definitely know is not the case. No,
1: and especially Leafs fans right now who are just caught up in this, like, wave of
0: rage and again keyboard warriors they have a keyboard they have a screen they have an anonymous face let me take a couple shots at the team here
1: absolutely sorry i just waved at my mom because she's watching hi mom uh anyways i think that when it comes down to it what makes sports great it's two things it's the passion and the and as the leafs motto used to be the passion that unites us all Right? Yes, sir.
0: And oh, passion is uniting us all right now.
1: Just not in the way. Just the Just not not right. in the right way, <laughs>
0: exactly. And yeah, Leafs. You know they have a couple big games ahead of them. Buddy. They're they're playing they're playing the Golden Knights, who, might I add, has a very similar yes, record to theirs. Very L- similar position. This yes. will be very interesting this, tonight. This will be a game that shows the Leafs yes. who who they really are as a team. Yeah. Shout out to Eric who's looking out through the window. Stop, yeah, buddy.
1: Looking in the mirror a little bit right yeah. now <laughs> and. When it comes down to it, I think it would be interesting to see. Because, yeah, Vegas is, what, 9-9-3? Nine, nine, and three? They've underachieved as well. They have a lot of big money contracts. Uh, I wonder what kind of game this is going to be tonight. I wonder if, you know, the boys, like, I don't know if it was Matthews or Riley, whoever said, all right, guys, we're in Vegas for a night. Let's just go... You know, explore yeah. the city, if you will. Maybe they just need that. Maybe they need to play guilty.
0: Yeah, you know, go to uh, go to a casino or two, you know, yeah. get 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 a little wild and team bonding. Exactly. Spend never... some of
1: that eleven million you got.
0: Yeah. See if Spetsa can keep up with the boys. Oh,
1: Spezza is probably leading the charge. <laughs> that guy's a monster. And he's not it's not like he's playing or anything. He doesn't know do he has he
0: has better things to be doing. You but... know what?
1: He looked good on Friday. He looked fine on Friday. That fourth line was fine. Him, Patan and Mikhaev, when they were playing together.
0: No issue with them. I don't have a problem with Makaev, especially. Oh, he's been phenomenal. He's been great. It's
1: been everyone else and their mother.
0: He's who has, fast, who's he's been big. Off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in terms of the Vegas matchup, I think we've mentioned it briefly before. The key element of that game is going to be special teams. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Vegas is far superior in special teams than the Leafs. That's evident by their power play, which we talked about. Leafs are only at 16%, whereas Vegas is at 21 And the penalty kill Leafs are at... even while the Vegas Golden Knights are at 86. So a wide margin in terms of that. And the fact that Vegas is in a similar position than Toronto, it really makes it interesting.
1: Provides some perspective. It does. It
0: really does because the Leafs should be doing a lot better. Mm -hmm. And Vegas Golden Knights should be doing a lot better. Two very similar teams. And I think this is going to be, I I feel like I say this every show, but a, a statement game. It's going to be a statement game because if you get blown out by Vegas, Frederick Anderson is supposed to start alongside uh Marc-Andre Fleury. So, the starters are in net. Your yeah. team is ready to go, and if you fall out flat, I mean, like it's not it's not going to look kindly. Buddy, what if they
1: what if they pull a Chicago again where they let in 3 in the first period? Like is Shanahan coaching by the second period? Like
0: yeah, cuz the boys like we said it last week, the boys need to start on time.
1: Yeah, and they haven't for the last, I don't know, 2 seasons.
0: Yeah. Well, especially these past 15 games, where no they've kidding. only won
1: twice in regulation. Yeah, exactly. And and let's you know what? Let's hear from the, I guess the martyr right now in Leafs Nation, Mike Babcock, and hear what he had to say post game uh, on Saturday night after the Pittsburgh matchup. Yeah, I mean you could say that. What I mean, we weren't chasing the game. I thought we were good till they scored, and then they took over and. And they were way better than us. They had the puck. They skated by us. Uh, I think sometimes when you're pushing at the end of a game, it's a different thing. There's no reason for us to look the way we did tonight. They played last night. We played last night. They got some injuries. We got some injuries. Level playing field, bottom line is they were better than us. All right. Well, there you have it. There's a
0: quote from Mike Babcock. Uh, I, think he just... I think he just said it how it was. Yeah. He Sounds didn't... defeated. Yeah, he just sounds... Absolutely bullied. He looks
1: like he needs a rum and coke. Yeah. Maybe four.
0: I, he probably got a couple rum and cokes after the game.
1: I would if I were him. I mean, my goodness, Zach. I just... Like, where do they go from here? What if they lose? So the, their next road trip is, including this game, or their continuation of the road trip, including this game is Vegas, Arizona, Colorado, Detroit, Buffalo. Not sure if that's the right order, but those are the teams. Tough road trip, okay? Those yeah, teams... are definitely not the easiest. Like, okay... Vegas, similar team to Toronto, underachieving. Colorado and Arizona are both really, really good. And
0: hey, De- like, bu- Detroit
1: will give you a run for your money.
0: Like they're going to play so? hard. I mean, they've been pretty good as of late. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think Detroit would give. I think you'd be surprised though.
0: I think Detroit would smell blood in the water with a rivalry like the Leafs. They have night. gotten points in their past five games. Three, right? three straight wins followed by two OT losses. So, so they're they're not. They're,
1: they're pretty good. And Buffalo, they're in the tank a little bit right now, but that QEW rivalry is real. And you don't want to have a guy like Jack Eichel, who's heating up right now, all of a sudden just start to torch the Leafs. It is a risky road trip, and one that Mike Babcock isn't guaranteed to survive through. We're, that, we're at
0: that point, Leafs Nation. We've gotten there. You think the pressure of the fans gets the Leafs? You think... You no. think you think you think Mike Babcock has a chance to get out of this road trip, or are we just blowing a small story we out of proportion?
1: Well, here's the deal. Bob McKenzie said on TSN six ninety, I think is uh, Vancouver, and he said that they don't want to fire Babcock yet. That doesn't want to be their first option, but if they don't do anything in the next three games, that shows them why they shouldn't do that. It becomes an option. For Leafs management. And how could it not be? Right? I mean, there there's conversation. They were they were considering it after the playoffs last year. Like, it's this is becoming more and more of a possibility. And I think he makes it through this road trip. Like, probably. But if they lose four out of five, I could see it. I yeah. could see him getting chucked. This reminds me of the old Leafs era and the old Leafs regime. When Brian Burke was GM, Ron Wilson was coach. And I remember... I was at Chorus Key one time, and Andy Frost told me that—who, uh, by the way, his son got called up today at the NHL, so congratulations yeah, to Morgan Frost yeah. and Andy Frost. Uh, anyways, he told me that the, the crowd and the palpable energy that was coming from the crowd with the Fire Wilson chants and the signs and whatnot, it was getting to people, and— and I would imagine it would get to people. It got to Brian Burke. It got to the Leafs back
0: then. Remember the paper bags? Yes. All the fans would wear the, and the waffles, waffles on, on the ice. I-, I went to a game where waffles went on the ice. And I was, I think I was probably eight to 10 years old, whatever. And I was just stunned. I was actually so, ha- what's up, man? I was, <laughs> I was so I was so happy uh, that it happened because I was like, this is awesome. I got to see this live. And I didn't think of it as a negative in terms of the Leafs organization. I thought of it as a positive, <laughs> which is even worse, and yeah, I, I think kidding. I don't want to say we're leading towards that now because it's a totally different franchise now. At least they're they've been in the playoffs at this point. They weren't back in the day, but it's it's starting. It's starting. The process is starting, yeah. and yes, I think everyone is starting to get to the Leafs, and the Leafs have to do something because um, if you want to talk about Babcock and his coaching and how the the players have performed in sixty five regular season games, the Leafs are below average in point percentage. Five versus five play, power play, and penalty kill. I feel like that's most of what a game is.
1: Yeah, and that's I think that's detailing back to January 1st. So in cal- almost a calendar year of, of regular season hockey, they've only won 29 of their last 65 games, right? Not good enough. Like, it's not good enough. The results aren't there right now, and that's the bottom line. So you can sit here and you can point fingers and you can say, no, it's Babcock, no, it's Dubas for paint... I don't care. I don't care what the problem is, and neither should you, Leafs fans. What you need to care about is that this team has let you down for way too long, and it doesn't matter what the problem is, they need to fix it. Because, because there's no culture. Exactly. There's no winning culture there. There there should be. They've gone to the playoffs the last three years. Huh? Four years? Three years? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is they've been there, and they've gotten shelled. They've gotten shelled in Game 7s. They've gotten shelled when it matters demand results because it's what you pay for. And I think that's really all we can say about it right yeah. now. And
0: yeah. And Leaf Leaf fans whenever the Leafs do end up in the playoffs, like as of years past, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, has there really been a feeling like we're going to we're going to win the Stanley Cup this year? There's been a lot of hope. Hey, maybe we can win the Stanley Cup this year, but back to what I said about the culture, there's no culture for winning in Toronto in terms of hockey. No. Zero. It's just It's been like that for so long. Now the longest drought in the NHL for not winning a Stanley Cup. And even when the team's good, I feel like people see them as underperforming. You put this team in Tampa Bay, I think we have a different result. You put everyone. You put the management. You put the coaches. All the players relocate them to a team with culture, to a team with winning culture. And I think they perform because Toronto is a high-pressure place to play. And the Leafs need to change their culture soon if they're going to want a chance to get the fans back on board and even more so get the players and management on board. Right,
1: you are. Well, speaking of winning culture here, we're going to shift a little bit to just an NHL roundup. Boston has quite the winning culture. They are first in the Atlantic, 29 points, 12-3-5. Look at that. Um, And they have New Jersey up next.
0: Montreal. Sneaking behind Montreal. there at number two. Who would have known? Now uh, Duran is out for eight weeks. I saw that. Also, Paul Byron is yep. out. So definitely some things to look at in terms of the Montreal Canadians. Yeah. And then Kokniemi, you know, he you know. he's been roughed up a little bit. So yep. you know, getting him back into the lineup uh will pose a task, but hey, uh they won three straight, and on either end of that win streak was a couple overtime losses. So they're getting points and We'll see what happens with them.
1: And heading over to the Metro division, Washington is leading the entire NHL in total points. They're 15-3-4, leading the Metro by five points over the New York Islanders, who are a hell of a team. By the way, I should add, so is Carolina and so is Pittsburgh. So is Philly, for that matter, who, like we mentioned, called up Morgan Frost today. That's quite the division, one through five in the Metro and over West, St. Louis Cup champs, leading the Central, followed by Colorado, who the Leafs have in a couple games.
0: Yep, and then the Pacific Division, the Edmonton Oilers, they're doing an, great. An, another one of those teams where you think back and go, "Who knew?" But yep. hey, guys like McDavid and Drysdale, they're too explosive, and yep. it shows. Twenty nine points on the year, followed closely behind by Arizona,
1: who the Leafs also have upcoming. In their
0: yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they do against the. <sighs> Phil Castle's doing just fine.
1: Yeah, Phil Castle, he's he's doing his thing as always. So that's a little NHL roundup for you. Let us know what you think about the Leafs and where they need to go from here and how long Babcock has. Um, but now it is time for a team that in fact does have a little bit mm-hmm. of a culture. Crazy enough. Oddly enough, here in the city of Toronto. It's the Toronto Raptors. It's time for some Raptors talk on the Finch and the Pharaoh.
0: All right. Thank you, voice guy. Yes, the Toronto Raptors, a team who actually wins crazy enough. And uh, we'll get to the, the Raptors, the team itself, and how they had a pretty good Western Conference road trip thus far. But big news coming out as of late And in terms of last year's championship team, former players that were traded by the Raptors, Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright and CJ miles are reportedly not receiving championship rings, which is funny because Kyle Lowry actually texted Valanciunas after their win and said, what's your ring size? So that would have implemented that he got a ring. But uh, the Raptors organization made a decision and that decision was to not include the players of the past.
1: I wonder about that. I wonder if maybe Lowry wanted them to, and then management upstairs was like, "You know what? We don't really feel like it." That was probably right. Like they probably had a meeting and they told Lowry, "Actually, that's not going to happen. We're not doing that."
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate because you know, guys, you especially look at JV, a guy who's been. A long time Raptor, and he put in a lot to this organization. He went through the ringer in terms of the playoffs, and then, of course, the season he gets traded, they take home the win. But, um, you know, you get a guy like Marc Gasol back, and who definitely helped out. It's just unfortunate to see such a long time Raptor and a fan favorite get, I don't want to say like screwed, but he kind of got screwed in a way in terms of teams. You know, it's it's their decision at the end of the day, and they chose not to. My
1: biggest thing is like if they didn't trade him, do they even have rings today? Yeah. Right? I don't I don't know. And that's such a hypothetical, but Marc Gasol really did help out this team. Let's hear from the man himself, JV on the Raptors' decision to not give him a championship ring. It was like some of the same beats. I don't know if you, you saw it, but right before the game on the Toronto Papers story that the Raptors had decided they weren't gonna give championship rings to you, CJ and Delon. Is that something that you had an expectation about or it's their decision? They made a decision, it's okay, right? thinking about grizzlies now right okay Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: let's talk about tonight's
1: game so he's all business um as expected i felt like there's a little bit
0: of defeat in his voice He, (laughs) he
1: sounded yeah rather um there was a little bit of animosity there a little bit of disappointment i'd be disappointed too especially when you thought you were gonna get one and like he came to he came to watch them in the finals he's he really was supportive he knew a lot of the guys in that room and he yeah. feels slighted because he feels like they tossed him along or just tossed him overboard once they got Marcus Gasol, and I, I, I would feel awful. It's the equivalent of, you know, your your ex not inviting you to their wedding.
0: Yeah, right? I guess
1: so. You'd be like, that's oh, perfect way to put it. You're not even gonna invite me to your wedding, like, damn, you must it, really it,
0: not like it. It really me. be like that sometimes. It
1: it'd be like that when it do. I haven't exactly. experienced that yet, huh? but um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, like, that's that would suck. And CJ Miles, like. And right? Wright, same thing. I'm sure for CJ especially because he's an older vet.
0: Exactly. But it's and not like he was
1: doing anything.
0: No. And right? at, the, at the end of the day, there is no rule in the NBA in terms of credentials to receive a championship ring if you're not on the floor for the final game. It is the management's decision. But if you wanted to compare it to other leagues such as the NHL, which it also is um a decision made by the front office but in the NHL you have to at least play 40 games which if you remember Valanchunas only played around 30 for the Raptors considering he was injured right before he got traded right when he got back into the lineup he was dished out so if you want to compare leagues he didn't even hit that 40 game mark so if you want to look at it statistically no you you shouldn't get a ring but in the NBA it's all decision making and the decision has been made and that's that's really it yeah um
1: I, I I just wonder, so Drake and Nav get rings.
0: And Superfan.
1: And Superfan, who is... Okay, I'm not, you know, whatever. The fact yeah, that... Gonna, let's, not, let's not touch on that.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to roast him. Uh,
1: but all he does is have courtside seat. The point is, I don't know why Drake gets... A ring, but Jv doesn't. Well, technically, well, technically thing. he's
0: employed by the team, and he was employed by the team when they won. JV's
1: done a lot more for the Raptors than Drake ever
0: could. Yes, he has. But te- and also, te- but technically, yeah, Drake is still master. with the franchise. Mm-hmm. He was the he's a, employed by the Raptors on June thirteenth yeah. when they won. And
1: he got a custom one. I get it, and yeah. it's a good yeah, look. Yeah, custom for the one. Okay, a custom one. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would hope he little... paid for the custom one by himself though. Do you, no, you think there's the team? No way.
0: There's no way. They're like, oh. Trace. Yeah, making I something guess.
1: nice. Yeah, I hey, you know what, man? It's it's not that big of a deal. There's bigger fish to fr- uh, there's bigger stuff to focus on uh, in the city of Toronto at the moment, but certainly something to uh, to think about and to to debate because it does suck. Like I, I feel for the guy, but moving on here.
0: Yep, to the actual Raptors.
1: Yes, the actual Raptors, the ones who are still on uh, the team who didn't get traded. Quite the story so far. I mean, they lost in Dallas. Uh, but they've they've looked perfectly fine on this road trip, all things considered. Like, I've had no issues with
0: what they've been up to. What about you, Zach? The Raptors have been—total bias opinion here— but the Raptors have been <laughs> the most fun team to watch in the NBA since they started their Western Conference road trip. And that is because you take out two key guys like Lowry and Ibaka, and then you beat the Lakers with your bench. Did you see there was points where Boucher, Thomas— were, uh Jefferson were all getting out there and they were playing against LeBron and AD. They weren't playing against their bench. They were playing against LA's starters and yeah. were able to block them, to get rebounds, to score. Fun game. LeBron almost got a triple-double, but held to under, uh, or just, over, what was it, 10, 11 points he got. LeBron did not yeah. score as much as he would have liked to. Kawhi only got 12. Kawhi the game only got the 12, and then Damian Lillard got, I think, 9.
1: Yeah really great job like Nick Nurse knows how to shut guys down he did it in the finals too mm-hmm. right um against G-State but yeah Raptors go 3 and 2 on the roadie. they're 8 and 4 now considering the injuries considering the circumstance considering the rough travel that they've had no issues with that they come home tonight to take on Charlotte the lovely Charlotte Hornets um who I expect them to dominate yeah like, they'll, they'll
0: they'll they should win and at yeah. the end of the day, what it comes down to is their defensive scheme. I know Lillard was saying how well they play the box and one. Yeah. Just their defensive formation. And he said, uh, Damian Lillard said, not quite as many teams can perform that as well as the Raptors. So if you, back to coaching. Raptors are being coached very well. And with minim, with guys who you don't see as superstars in the league, guys who aren't even household names, come out here and shut down LeBron and AD. They're doing something right. And it'll be even better to see how they play once Lowry and Ibaka come back in the lineup.
1: Yeah, and I wonder maybe if this defensive scheme now is part of that. And maybe they Nick Nurse made an adjustment saying, Okay, so Lowry and Ibaka are out of the lineup. Let's just make a really good defensive adjustment and play the system really, really well, guys. Like just buy in because we don't have much options at this point. And they've done a great job of it. That's their strategy, is close in. Get rid of the star player from the equation from the other team and then do what you have to do to scrape a win out. And I love it. I love the adjustments that Nick Nurse makes. Yeah. Something you don't see too often right now. And yeah, yeah without Toronto their starters,
0: Sports. yeah, they're they're only two games back yeah. of, of the Celtics in the standing. So it'll be no interesting concerns. to see what happens there in the NBA, but shifting to something a little different the MLB. Two stories. First of all, we'll quickly get this out of the way. The award season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, MVPs went to Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger. I know there was a lot of debate over if it should have been uh, Bellinger or... Frandon. There's a lot, yeah, of, a lot of guys. A lot of guys should have, would have, could have. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. Uh, what are your opinions on the MVPs? No
1: concerns. I think Trout, yeah. Trout was out for the final month, uh, but his war was like 8.3 from baseball reference. That is godly. Uh, and he... He deserves it. Like a career-high 45 home runs. If Mike Trout's getting career highs, he probably deserves the MVP because he is the best player in the world. Uh, Cody Bellinger, NL MVP, no concern there. Uh, I had picked Rendon to get it, but you yeah. know, I, I don't think there's a wrong pick there.
0: I think if Yelich plays until the end of the season, he, he, gets he gets it. Especially on the pace he was at. But in. at the end of the day, Bellinger had a hell of a year, and there should be no concerns with him. Uh, moving forward, uh, Cy Young's and Rookie of the Year's uh, Cy Young for the American League was Justin Verlander. Jace fans, if you remember, he threw a no-hitter right here at Rogers Center. And the National League goes to Jacob deGrom.
1: Yeah, no concerns there. I mean, deGrom was electric this year. And Justin Verlander was very productive as well, um, even as he hits older age. Um, Career high in strikeouts at 300. Uh, and then transitioning to Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros, that one was a lock. Yeah, it makes sense. 27 bombs, 78 RBIs in just 87 games. Phenomenal. Uh, but there could be a little reason for that, but we'll get to that shortly. Y- yeah. Pete Alonso wins that Rookie of the Year. Yeah, no, no question. No surprise. He hit
0: 53 bombs that in was your a rookie lock. year. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would hope you win that one. Uh, and then, here's a nice story. So Mike Schilt, uh, first year manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Uh Second year? First year? I think first year. He becomes the first manager to win manager of the year to never play professional baseball.
0: You you think it would have been done before. You feel like there's a lot of people who know the game but don't necessarily play at a high level. If
1: you've never played baseball, there's your story. That's your inspiring story. That gives you all the courage you need. Yes, kids, follow your dreams. If Mike Schilt did it with the St. Louis Cardinals, you can do it too. And he did it in his first year, I might add. Uh, And then... Rocco Baldelli, also first-year manager of the Minnesota Twins. So those are the award winners, the major ones at least. We're not going to go through Golden Glove and Silver yeah, Slugger and all that. Yeah, it's, it's
0: too much, but yeah. uh, fairly positive stories all around. But now we're transitioning to a negative story in the MLB. The Houston Astros, they've been under fire recently because of a little scandal dating back to 2017 where they have reported to steal signs. And basically what went down was they it's reported that they use cameras and they got scouts to do it and whenever the the catcher made a cha- changeup sign you know they did a little bang bang with the dugout and a bat we don't really know so yeah. the batter's knew it was a changeup and um yeah Jackson what do you have to say about that
1: that is so greasy i mean i just it's such a bad it's such a bad look for a team that is already going through a bit of a PR crisis in a different manner you can look that one up. It's not pretty. Uh, and neither is this at the moment. I mean, illegally stealing signs kind of defeats the purpose of uh, baseball. Kind of defeats the purpose of the whole strategy of it. If you're just going to get a guy to look in a monitor, know what pitch is coming, and then start hitting a garbage can with a baseball bat, and it has to be loud enough for the batter to hear it. So we do have a little bit of audio here
0: that I want to get to. Just beca- and It's going to be... It's, it's tough to tell yeah. over uh, audio, but um, just listen for the bangs. Like just, just listen the cat- for the bang, bang. Yeah. There's that slider finally.
1: There it is. Right and past the mound. So there it is. I mean, you could hear, if you heard it, you could hear the boom. And he knows it's a changeup. And then he hits it right down the middle, right for a base hit. Funny how that works. Yeah. And
0: 2017 Astros too. So it's like, man, like it's, it's, it's tough when you see greasy. a great team do something, like you said, so greasy. And they won the World Series. Yeah. Like, talk it's,
1: about grease. That is Chick-fil-A bottom of the barrel on a Saturday night. Closed on Sunday. Kind of grease. Yes. That is what I'm talking about. Because here's the deal. It's one thing to use advanced analytics, which they do. Uh, it's one thing to try to be, you know, cutting edge in every single category. That's all fair. You can hire as many guys from Cornell and Northwestern as you want, but you can't. What you can't do is use technology, specifically cameras, to steal signs from the other team. It's, it's literally against the rules of baseball, major league baseball. And then to have a guy just hitting a garbage can, like, I'm surprised it took this long for this kind of story to come out. Didn't anybody pick it up
0: over time? Like, yeah, especially because they're in the broadcasts. Yeah, I think someone would have put two and two together and yeah. just said, "Hey, every time it's a changeup, I hear a little, uh, little, little bang." Yeah. So what's up with that? Who knows? Who knows? I wonder if maybe players,
1: opponents were kind of scared to like accuse somebody of doing that, because then they just look really stupid if it's not the case, right? Yeah. So it's all about like the you know the girl who cried wolf or whatever it is, right? It's like, do you want to be the guy who? You know, ticks off the Astros and and says they're doing all these things, and it turns out they're not. That's the risk you take. Uh, but either way, really ugly, ugly, ugly look for the Houston Astros. And Major League Baseball is still investigating. Uh, so definitely more
0: add. to come on this story. And yeah, stay not, tuned. If something big happens, yeah, we'll let you know. Fridays at five. Mondays here. at five. I got used to last year. <laughs> Mondays at five only on Spirit Live and Spirit Live Video and Periscope. Yes, sir. We're expanding.
1: Yes, we are now. Switching over here to some NFL talk. Well, Week Eleven yep. just wrapped up, uh, or actually is wrapping up tonight with the Monday Nighter Chiefs Chargers at Estadio Azteca in Mexico <laughs> City. Um, but some interesting games over the weekend. The Cowboys got a much needed win to remain first in the uh, NFC East. Colts to the much needed win as well. They're fighting the Titans in the division. Uh, the Broncos lost again. Hashtag. Tank for Burrow,
0: tank for Tua, whatever it is. Zach, what game stood out to you on Sunday? Um, I feel like I've mentioned this team so many times in terms of teams that have stood out, but how about the Atlanta Falcons? They come out. They're 1-7. They beat the New Orleans Saints in Week 10. That's something. And then they absolutely crush the Carolina Panthers. They won 29-3. to That's no close game. And for... Um, a Carolina team who was one game above 500 facing a team who's two and seven. You'd think it goes towards Carolina, but uh, Atlanta, last place in almost every defensive category, have been top top five in the league for every defensive category in their past two games. So a good turnaround for them. And also uh, the Patriots squeaked out a win. Lucky. S- lucky win. 17 to 10 and you know, people are testing the Patriots. It's starting. The season's going. It's going strong. Playoffs are coming up. And, you know, what seemed like the unstoppable Patriots ever since uh, Lamar Jackson defeated them, they've looked beatable. And I, I feel like that was the case in this uh, this Sunday's game. And speaking of
1: Lamar Jackson, so there was a matchup between the Texans and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, two MVP candidates, and the Ravens just blew, blew down the, the doors. Not it was... Forty-one to seven the final. Lamar Jackson, four touchdowns, two hundred and twenty yards, passing alone. Um, yeah, no.
0: And with that score, you would find it hard to believe that actually no one scored in the first quarter.
1: Could
0: yeah. <laughs> you funny. could you believe that? It just took a little while to get adjusted, yeah. and Baltimore was
1: firing. Uh 49ers bounced back from a tough Monday night loss to Seattle and beat the Cardinals, 36 to 26. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Gorgeous, four touchdowns, four hundred and twenty yards. Phenomenal game from him. Uh, taking a look at the playoff picture here. Oh, it's getting juicy. Now, here's the deal. The Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, tables are being broken. Fires are being started. Beers are being shotgunned because the Buffalo Bills are in the first wild card position at 7-3. And, and, and
0: honestly, they deserve it. Buffalo really does.
1: Their best start or the best record so far in 20 years.
0: Yeah, and the, the fans deserve it. You know, you, you see how crazy yeah. they get. I think they're bashing their heads on tables because they can't bear the Bills anymore. So it's nice to see that they finally got something yeah. going, you know. No more CTE at yeah, least no more, Yeah, at least the fans aren't getting CTE anymore.
1: Yeah, only the players are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of that, Buffalo... They're only two games behind the Pats. I don't think they'll catch them. They do have a game against them. But nonetheless, the Bills, really nice story. I wrote an article about them on the tip of the tower. We'll see if they can actually come through. And they have a tough schedule coming up. So we'll see what they do uh, in Buffalo. But Baltimore's looking awesome. Yeah, they're running two. away with it. That's, yeah.
0: That's done. The uh, interesting battle is the AFC South, Colts, Texans, both 6-4. Yeah. And it's, it's always interesting when you have teams competing who are close or around the 500 mark because – these teams are vulnerable, and you can really tell they are fighting for every single game. Taken in Indianapolis, you know guys like Jacoby Brissett came into the, uh, came into the season hot, and you know Indianapolis was one of the four teams who were undefeated after week three or four. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. they've fallen back to earth, and now they gotta they gotta compete.
1: Yeah, and that division's crazy because Jacksonville's four and six, and they're at the very bottom. So that's yeah. still and like-
0: then Tennessee wedged in the middle, five and five. Literally, it can sway any which way.
1: That's going to come down to head-to-head matchups. So those games, those AFC South matchups in the next couple of weeks, are going to be phenomenal to watch. And same thing in the AFC West. I mean, Denver's out as usual. The Chargers look mediocre at best, but Oakland is fighting and clawing. Uh, and the Chiefs, they could use a win tonight, right? Mahomes is back, right? Yes, I believe so. He so is in. We'll see about that. That'll be interesting. Uh, NFC East, as we mentioned, Dallas needed a got a much-needed win yesterday. They take the lead or keep the lead in the NFC East. Only about one game, though, uh, as Philly is 5-5, five five, coming for them. Yep, a great
0: matchup, NFC North. NFC North. It's going to be interesting, especially because you have two great teams who are battling. Vikings-Packers, Vikings-Packers. Packers are in front with 8-2, and two, but they have a game in hand, and that would be the difference because Minnesota is 8-3. and three. So coming down to the wire, look at the Bears and the Lions, 4-6, 3-6-1, six, six respectively, you can kind of— Shrugged them off. Lions, you had a nice little start, but goodbye. I'm sorry, Aiden. <laughs> and uh right now it's all Green Bay and Minnesota as they are battling for first in the division. Will be interesting, but uh Jackson, the NFC South is a different story. Sure is. Give me one second to yeah. go back
1: to the standings because <laughs> my computer is nice and slow. Ah yes, the NFC South. Well, this one's all New Orleans all day. Yep. Um Carolina, they needed that win against Atlanta yesterday and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. That to me is a a big story because they would be six and four and they'd be pushing. Uh, And then, NFC West, that one's a battle too. 49ers got a huge win, uh, but them and the Seahawks are fighting. And how about the Rams? The Rams might miss the
0: playoffs. Yeah, that's nuts. They're six and four. Remember all the stories about Sean McVay and how he revolutionized his team and how. And he did for a bit. And he did to his point, but I don't know what happened this year. It's just it's team, catching up to them. The team's not looking in sync. Yeah, you know, whenever offense clicks, defensive defense doesn't. It's a game of runs with the Rams, and yeah, they're six and four. They're still above five hundred, so we'll have to see where that goes. But yeah, so far it looks yeah. like. Well, I'm pretty sure. It's it's still set pretty in stone. Tentative. They're not. They're not winning the division. No, they're not doing that. They're a wild card team. This Absolutely,
1: year. but it's it's close. There's still a lot of room for movement. A lot of head to head battles have to happen here. Uh, but just to wrap up the show today. We're gonna hit the Ryerson Rams recap. I don't have the music for it, so we're mm. just gonna see what Spirit Labs got cooking here. Not okay. ne- not
0: not as hype as you would want. It's more Christmas-like, bringing in the holiday spirit, and just kick things off with our special holiday-themed Ryerson Rams recap. We have men's hockey, and they split back-to-back matchups against Lakehead. They won three-two on Friday, and then they fell to Lakehead three-two on Saturday. Which fun fact? Ryerson had beaten Lakehead eight straight times prior to that loss, but now they look forward and they will play Guelph this Thursday on the road. Yes, sir. And
1: women's hockey, they beat Laurentian 6-2 on Friday. Solid. Beat Nipissing 3-2 on Saturday. And they are now sixth in the OUA with a 6-4
0: record. They'll play Laurier Thursday on the road. Men's basketball they had themselves quite the game against York a fellow Toronto rival they crushed them 93 to 65 on Saturday they now crawl back to 500 on the year with a record of 3 and 3 there's Post Malone I like the song switch up anyway the men's basketball team will play Ontario Tech Thursday on the road and women's basketball they're 4 and 2 looking nicey out the gate they did lose at York on
1: Saturday 67 to 52 uh, but they're gonna play at Ontario Tech on Wednesday
0: and at Queens on Saturday. Yeah, interesting for that. Switching it over to volleyball with the with the men's team, they beat the Royal Military College. Uh three sets to none at home on Friday and will play UFT and then Trent this weekend. I don't
1: even know. Trent played sports. No that's not a slight to them. I've just never seen them have like You've never like, seen
0: them pop up no. on the Ryerson Rams recap. Especially in volleyball.
1: Like I've just uh, women's volleyball seven and zero. Again, that program is phenomenal. I can't say enough great things. They beat RMC three to one on Friday. That's a lock. They play at UFT and versus Trent this weekend. Then they'll probably be nine to zero after that.
0: Yeah. So 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 far, I say all Ryerson athletics programs are doing fairly well. You'd like to see men's basketball be a little bit better, considering they did go to the finals last year and lost to Carlton. Only three and three on the year. But, again, room for improvement, and, you know, they had a tough start, but they're calling their way back.
1: Absolutely, and we'll see how they turn out. Again, a lot of turnover there, right? And, and that can take time, especially in the university program, right, where you've really got to establish those habits and, and training regimens and whatnot, as well as a new coach. So that has been uh, the Finch and the Pharaoh. Again, if you missed the show uh, or if you want to re-listen to the show, uh be sure to you can actually check it out on our Twitters because the whole live stream is there. It should be there this time. When it gets it's- recorded.
0: Yeah. Hopefully the whole hour got recorded this time. Should Let me be. just get a little peek. We are still live. Perfect. So better than our 26-minute failure last week.
1: Yes. You can still watch the whole show on either of our Twitters. Uh, we might even throw it on YouTube. Uh, and then we've got you know, Spotify, Breaker whatever, whatever, the whole shebang. Google podcast, it'll be out in a couple days. You can listen to that. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. It's been a hell of a show today. Obviously the Leafs are a big topic, so maybe take e- a expect, look at-
0: Expect more of that. We'll yes. see how the Raptors do. They're coming home fairly shortly. So we'll see if they can have a good home stand. And other than that, MLB is just kind of coasting right now.
1: Yeah. Well, if you enjoy drama and sports, don't look at baseball right now because nothing's going to happen. Nothing's happening. The yeah. The but
0: big leagues. Check out the Leafs tonight because mm.
1: we could be seeing a news report tomorrow morning, Zach. It will I be don't very know.
0: interesting, Jackson, I'll tell you that. This has been The Finch and the Pharaoh. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next Monday he- right here on Spirit Live.